Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. the Rise Up For You podcast. Before we jump in, if you haven't already, wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching it, if you're watching it on YouTube, give us a subscribe, give us a like. We have no advertisement or sponsorship on this show. All we ask is that you subscribe to our content, you like it, and you share it with your friends and your family. We're all about building community and sharing our content here at Rise Up For You. All right, are you ready? Let's jump into today's episode with yet again, another amazing guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host and the founder of Rise Up For You, Natalina Nasserdeen. So honored to be back in the new year. Happy New Year. I think I've said it already, but I want to say it again. And I'm very mm-hmm. excited about our guest today, Dr. Karen Luis. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and I looked at your name and then I like psyched myself. Yeah. Like, no. I know. That's why I always say like car in the garage. I know it's, it's, it's okay. You, you nailed it. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing with our audience today. Oh, thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here. I can't wait to dive into our topic. Yes. So I always love to start the episode by letting the audience get to know our guests. So I would love oh. for you to brag in your own words. Tell us a little bit about your journey and then we can jump in. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I am not where I thought I would be when I was 20 years old. I was going to be an elementary school teacher and I got my undergraduate degree in that. I was going to get married to this guy I was dating in college. I did that. And uh, I was going to be a baseball wife. I ended up marrying someone that became a professional athlete. He's now in the Hall of Fame. And um, I had this life track, right, set up. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And then everything came crumbling down and we ended up in a really public divorce here in Atlanta. Um, about nine years later, and I had to redirect my life and reinvent my identity. And so I left this world that I had thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life in. And I had been really kind of publicly humiliated and betrayed and abandoned and all these things. And what I decided was that I was going to redirect my life. And I got really intrigued with psychology and just human behavior and trauma and all of this stuff. And so I went back to school and I got my master's and I learned that I was actually really good at it. Never, ever, ever thought I was going to become a PhD. That was not in my life plan when I was 20, but I ended up getting my PhD in counseling and education. And, you know, I ended up then fast forward. I went through another marriage and married someone that I thought was going to be like this perfect thing on paper. And I'm telling you this because it's, it's very relevant and so many people can relate to life, not turning out the way that you think, right. And learning about yourself and psychology and other people along the way relationships is at the core of everything and that marriage ended up falling apart as well and at the by the time that happened i had three children i did have my phd i was releasing my first book called the fatherless daughter project and i had to reinvent again and you can imagine the shame of getting divorced twice when here i am like a phd it it took me years to recalibrate what ended up happening in there and of course i'm telling uh about a 20 year journey in about a two minute time frame. Um, 
what happened in there is I ended up having um, somewhat of a spiritual awakening, like a reckoning that was really, really soul deep as I came out of that marriage and had to decide or, or didn't have to, or you can decide anything you want at any time. But I decided I was going to choose myself instead of staying somewhere that was unhealthy for me. And in that, I started learning a lot more about how relationships function, how you're actually attracting what you are, how you're actually not really the victim to other people's behavior, but you're actually agreeing and allowing things. and I ended up doing this really deep soul work and I realized a lot of it came from my family of origin. You know, the way that we are with people as we grow gets imprinted on us when, when we're between about five to eight years old, we learn about boundaries with people. We learn about relationships. We learn about how we are loved, how to be loved, the role of the, of the woman and the man, the feminine gender identity and all of that stuff. And so I started really unpacking that in my own life and taking responsibility, which was really hard and messy, but I started taking responsibility for what I was doing to contribute to this kind of replaying pattern out in my life. And I have two sons and a daughter, and I felt so blessed as I started awakening to my own power and my own intuition um, and learning that I could not only pass it down to my children, so the blessing is in that, but now my life's course <laughs> went from being this very clinical based researcher to being more of a holistic kind of um, uh, helper now with people kind of marrying um, sociology, psychology, education, human development with this very soul-based structure, this very soul-based framework about development and about how our heart functions with our mind and our emotions and just the interplay of the mind-body-spirit connection. And so I am teaching people now I want to fast forward you through those 20 years and not to take you the 20 years it took me. And so all my courses and my retreat and the works that I do one-on-one -on -one is around what I have learned in the past 20 years. And I help people streamline their process and get to their power before they entirely give it all away for a decade or two or three, because they're stuck in a situation that no longer really aligns with them. And that can be work. It can be marriage. It can be whatever it is. You know, we're always changing. We're always growing. And alignment is really important to pay attention to because you're either going to be happy or not. <laughs> it's really that simple. And so we have a choice and a say so in how things go. Yeah. First off, thank you for sharing. There's a lot there that I it's a lot. Wanna, yeah. what, what I want to touch upon. I mean, I think the most important thing in everything that you just said, and, you know, we're constantly saying this to our community is the person is the professional and the professional is the person. And mm -hmm. sometimes in this world, it feels like we live in a space where we can't, um, you know, we can't fall, we can't fail, we can't let that come out. We feel like, like you said, I have a PhD and this happened to me. How is this possible? When in reality, you know, everyone is going through this journey of life. And I always say life doesn't discriminate anyone. It doesn't matter how educated you are, how much money yeah. you have, it's going to come and hit you. The second thing that you said that I think is really powerful that I, I know you're going to teach us a little bit, but I, I want to dig a little bit deeper is when you went through that situation where you got a divorce, you know, and then it happened again, how did you become the person that said, I'm going to use my pain as fuel for growth versus the person that gets stuck in it and doesn't move forward because mm -hmm. I see both a yeah. lot uh, oh, more commonly. I see the person that goes through the, through, you know, the struggle and the pain and then they get back up, but they never really move forward. There, there's, it's, there's always mm -hmm. something that's pulling them back. And then there's individuals like yourself that get up and then they just drive and they keep driving and they, they use it, you know, mm -hmm. to, to make an impact in the world like you are now. So mm -hmm. 
easy for you to say this is the person I'm going to be or what happened in that in that transition? <laughs> yeah, yes. I well, you know, I went there and I dump it out now because it's like I think the difference between me and most people is I I have worked on overcoming the shame. And so shame is the lowest vibrational point of consciousness. It's a, they've done 30 years of research. Dr. Um, David Hawkins did this research and you know, women in particular, we all carry, but women in particular, you carry it like 80% of the day. We're constantly shaming ourselves. We're comparing ourselves to others. So the difference is that I literally had to crawl underneath from underneath a, sh a pile of shame about the church. I was, my mom's a pastor, like, and here I am like doors twice. Like I was a, I was a school teacher. I'm a relationship expert. I was so ashamed. And the reason why I just go ahead and lead with that is it's like, everybody has a shame point. Everybody does. Everybody has stories about their past, their upbringing. We all have childhood wounding. We all have it, but we present because it behooves us to present in a really polished way, right? You, you climb the ladder, not by presenting all your stuff, but when it's appropriate, to present like here, like I'm being vulnerable here because I want your audience to connect with this message. I want them to hear me more. And the more vulnerable that we are with people in appropriate settings like this, the more we can understand. It's not about the fact that I don't fail because I fail all the time. I still do. But I choose to say, look, this isn't happening to me. It's happening through me. You attract what you are. I believe very strongly in the law of attraction. I'm very spiritually based. But I know what I just learned recently is your heart, the magnet of your heart is 60 times elect your electromagnetic field coming off your heart is 60 times more powerful than the one coming off your brain they've measured that 60 times so wherever your heart is and this is going to go for in business in relationships and your family you are going to be attracting the level of where your heart is resonating and so i could keep saying well i keep you know every one of the guys that cheated on me betrayed me like all the things and i, ha I have a great victim story i was actually tapped to, to do like to write a book because i was married to someone that was really well known down in atlanta and i had to choose i got to choose am i going to go that route which is really cloaked in victimhood i would have made a lot of money <laughs> or do i go this route where i'm like you know what I don't want to always, and this was a big, this was my big turning point. So I'm glad you asked that. If I had gone that route, that would have always been my story or it would have been for a long time. Right. I didn't want that to be my identity. I want my, I wanted my identity because I could feel it coming through my soul. I could feel it on a really, really deep level. I'm here. This is happening through me because I'm meant to help other people out of this same area of shame, the same area of uh, area of pain. And so, I mean, it took a decade of work, a lot of messy crying. I would started working with very um, deep spiritual leaders, shamans and energy workers. And I did a lot of therapy and EMDR work. And, and so in that I chose to go into it. Right. And everyone has a choice. Like the way through something is actually right into it. And it's like, we don't think we can, but you actually can. So this is what I help hold space for people to do because, you know, we are wired to jump over it, right. To skip. <laughs> and so I decided, and I'm healing generations, you know, this wasn't just, didn't just start with me. And I'm now I'm going deep. But I know it's going to resonate with a lot of people. You're often not only carrying your stuff, but you're carrying your mother's, your grandmother's, your grandfather, you're, you're carrying right. generational patterns. And it was very clear to me, this also happened to my mother. It also happened to my grandmother. And I have a yeah. daughter. And I was like, that was a driving force. I was like, this is stopping here. This is stopping here. And for me to choose me in this, I'm going to have to get out of this relationship. I'm going to have to get out of this pattern. And I'm going to choose to make decisions that help me to grow so that I'm attracting someone that matches my new light instead of the one that was attached to this old story of betrayal and victimhood. So I'm still working. I'm still evolving. 
but I will tell everybody, I say this all the time. It is always a choice and it doesn't have to take as long as it doesn't have to take that long. That's why I'm like, I love helping people streamline it. If you go like right into it and there are some really important steps you take by looking at certain areas of your life, where did it come from? Not getting stuck in it. Uh, what am I doing to contribute to this? What am I allowing? And what's the payoff? You know, am I, by being a victim, am I getting a lot of attention? Am I able to have a sad story? Is it keeping me from really developing in the rest of my life? There's always a payoff when we stay there. Am I willing to do what's really uncomfortable? be vulnerable, uh, climb over the shame pile and find out that um, there is actually power to all of this pain, but it means that I may have to change, make a big decision in my life. And at the end of the day, you know, your soul is always going to keep calling you towards what is right for you. It's a matter of if you're going to listen or keep stepping it down to please other people. That is, that's one of the main things I work on, especially with women is we're always wanting to please everybody and we're stuffing this voice that we're actually born with and it's the, yeah. it's, the it's, it's the guiding force and i want to and i want to talk about that thank you again for sharing something that you said that is really really important is choose you have a choice you chose you but you mentioned also your daughter which i think is so important because you've also understood that you are con you're a ball of energy that's constantly making an impact and influencing and when you start to choose you, then you're also choosing others because you now have capacity to pass it down and to open your heart and to support the next generation or anyone that's coming into your space. Something mm -hmm. that I, I want to dive into, you mentioned the people pleasing, you know, I can imagine and I and I understand, you know, we have a, a similar journey is when mm -hmm. you're making a transition and a shift, you have to find the courage to say no and create healthy boundaries. In order, in order to move forward, in order to, you know, evolve and create the best version of yourself, which is a process. You know, I, I told you this off air and, and I'll say it again on air. One of the biggest challenges for our community is healthy boundaries. When we ask people about self-confidence and, you know, we do our confidence assessment and they score themselves, healthy yeah. boundaries is always the lowest score. And that wow. yeah. feeling of needing to people please. And so I definitely want to pick your brain and get your expertise around this. And, yeah, you know, what are some things we can, we can do and implement as individuals? It, it, it's so, you know, it's, it's imprinted on us. So this is a really important point. I want to let everyone remember back when you were born, you were not born to give up your desires, right? You were born, you emoted when you were upset, you reached for what you wanted. You cried and screamed when you didn't get it. If you didn't want to hug, the ant that just walked in, you would scream because it wasn't safe yet. You actually put boundaries up when you were little bitty, but you were taught, you were imprinted. And I want to give everybody this because it's a hug for you. It's, it's, this is not your fault where it originated. You were taught to go and hug the ant you didn't want to hug because you didn't feel safe. Your parents overrode it, like, right? Because their parents made them do it. They didn't want to hurt their feelings. So there was this imprinting of, no, like, you know, nice girls do this, good boys do this. I mean, it was, it was overt, it was covert. You got messages. So you unlearned to trust that initial safe or not safe, right? Yes or no. Like, so th that is not your fault because that's what was imprinted. So the, the getting to the boundary place is, again, it's always a choice, but it literally is unlearning that to be liked, you have to agree to what everybody wants you to do. It is literally an epidemic. I work on this constantly with my clients and in my life, I will say that's one of the biggest pieces that's brought me so much more peace. You think it's going to make you not be liked. So 
when you start establishing them, number one, the way that you know that you're that you're growing and that you're doing a step away from the way you used to be is people are going to get a little mad because people are going to take from you as much as they want to take from you. But let me remind you, change is a little bit uncomfortable, but for you to get from point A to point B, where you are in a place where you're having more confidence and more peace, you got you have a choice to stop giving your energy away to everybody else. And that is laying boundaries and no being a complete sentence, not making up, like I teach my clients, if you just... You don't have to go into a big explanation of why you can't. You can literally just say, no, I'm sorry, I can't. Or just, no, I can't, period. And once I started practicing that, people in my life started catching on. There was resistance at first and, you know, they're going to get angry because they're used to you pleasing, but that's a great sign. That means that you're changing, you know, the, 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 the constellation of what's happening around you. And so, you know, for me, what I've learned to do is I will stop and check in with my intuition instead of pinging off what everybody wants from me. Now, sometimes it sometimes it's appropriate, right? Like there are times when you may not want to do what your boss wants you to do or your spouse. Or your, there are times when if the end result is going to make you actually feel good, then that is something that is right for you. But if it's a hell no, if it's not a hell yes, like that's really my barometer. At this point in my life, like over 50, I'm like, why would I agree to something that's not a hell yes right now? Like, why would I? So I will stop literally and I will check in whether it's about where we're going to eat, if I want to take this course, go on this trip, the big and the little who I want to hire for my company. And I will just say, what do you want? Like what? And I will go to inside of Karin. What do you want? And I've learned how to drop into your intuition down in your in your gut, like right below your heart into your um you know, you, your gut's your second brain. You actually have brain cells there. And so that is your, your place of sacred knowing. And if we, if we were, see, we're never taught that. This is what I teach all the time. I'm like, it is such a simple, simple um, practice. And it's a, it takes practice. That's why I'm calling it a practice because you have to literally swipe away what everybody else wants. What, what do I want? And then, you know, we, we believe that if we speak up for where we want to go to dinner or if we're, we're not feeling like, even if, even if you're changing your mind, this is another, this is one of the other big stickers is we often feel like if we have already obligated that we, we can't go back and change our minds, i.e. a marriage, right? Like I promised in front of God at the altar, tell death do it as part. I want to empower people to know, like do what you can do, obviously, like stand in integrity and like if, if relationships can be worked on, yes, but if you've done all you can do and it's been months, years have gone by and you and your client, I mean, you and your, you and your um, spouse or partner are literally so out of alignment. You're pretending to be one way in public at home. So that was for me at home. We had separate bedrooms. You know, you're not even really, you don't agree on most things. You feel a rigidity and kind of a dread to see them. That means that you've gone out of soul alignment and it means that you've just grown in different directions. And if, if it is, if there's that much of a difference between you, it's okay. And it's okay to change your mind and to take a different life course. And the amount of relief that women particularly feel, and, and I've had some men with this too, when they release the obligation, and I'm still, I'm saying to also still act in integrity, but when, when you're sitting in obligation and there is a dread there, that's a very low, and I could talk about this for days, but I'll just sum it up really quickly. I look at the the state of the human consciousness and dread is a very dense um, emotion. It sits very low on the emotional scale of consciousness. And if you're living in dread of being with your partner on a daily basis, you are dropping all of your cortisol levels. You're dropping your, your immunity. You, I was getting sick all the time. You're not doing yourself any favors. So if you want to change your mind, maybe it's moving out of your hometown. Maybe it's leaving a job. Maybe it's whatever the big choice is. 
do the, the make the decision to please what's coming up from your soul. You have permission to change your mind and to say, when they say, well, but you already promised back here, you can say, well, I've grown and I've decided that this is no longer for me. You're meant to grow. You're meant, I could talk about this all day. There's so many tangents. <laughs> I just feel like somebody needed to hear it said in that way. So I kept going. Yes. Thank you for holding space for me to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it all makes sense. And it's all very important. The one thing that I want to maybe dive into just a little bit further is how do individuals switch up here in the mindset um, and I don't want to say not caring about what people think, but recognizing and just accepting that not everybody is going to like you. You're going to say things and make decisions that they're not going to be happy with. And I think so many people are afraid of rejection and belonging that they just say yes, because they don't want to be disliked and they don't want to have to deal with that aspect of it. How do you help, even if it's just one strategy, individuals recognize and realize that you can put yourself first and that doesn't mean you're a bad human being. You you can still be loved and you can still be liked and still have a healthy boundary. Yes. It, <laughs> and you will be at so much more peace because then you won't be spreading your energy everywhere. Um, you know, to me, it has been literally uh, the, the letting go of the apology and deciding that it is okay. Okay. Here's the thing. People can only love you to the amount that you love yourself. And, and in, in all of your, interactions with other people, you are teaching them to love you. So I want you to repeat that in your mind. I am teaching people how to love me, how to interact with me. So when you're the yes girl or the yes boy, yes man, um, all the time, you know, people know that that's part of what you're going to be giving away. So they're going to expect it from you. So you're teaching people all the time how to love you and love can be any kind of interaction. But, you know, so when you take responsibility for that, and so that's what I did in my life. And I do that with clients. Like, do you want this to be what they expect from you? Is this really creating happiness and joy and balance in your life? Because they're being balanced because of what you're doing, how you're taking care of everything. Like I stopped um, doing so much volunteering at my kid's school. That was a really hard no for me because I did it for a long time. But there came a point where I, my, I wanted my buckets to be more balanced and I wanted to give more at work and more to my kids. So what I did in my head was I said, well, you know, my kids are, they deserve the energy that I'm giving here. And it, and I had to make peace with it within myself because they would keep asking. But, you know, I just said to myself, it's somebody else's turn. And so it is finding, so there are mantras that you can start repeating. I am loved even like, that's something that I would create like a one sentence mantra, something really short, like, um, uh, I am, I am, I love, so something you can do with yourself is I love and accept myself just as I am. It, it, you know, even if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, I love, I'm perfect. I love and accept myself just as I am there. It's, it's a, it's a re imprinting your mind with love and acceptance. Because again, if you're, if you're holding the energy that you have to say yes to everything, then you're going to be getting that request from you all the time. But I can tell you, I rarely get asked to volunteer anymore. And I mean, nobody's mad at me. It's just, I did it then. And now like I'm redirecting and you know, if I'm still leading with grace and love and there's a way to present your no, no, I can't, you know, and also let me just end with this is you're also going to be modeling them to people that are under you, other moms or dads that are watching you, your children that, cause when I am spreading myself so thin and I'm saying yes to everybody, I am a nightmare to be with behind closed doors. I, my temper is very, very thin. My kids, I yell at my kids when I'm at home and then I always feel horrible about later. It causes such an off kilter energy in my body. So for me, and whether you're with, you know, animals or just with yourself or whatever, wherever you live, 
I know that for me to be the best person that I can be to the rest of the world, I have to choose that balance and nobody's going to say no for me. And over time, people will get used to it. And then you've taught them that you will say yes when it's things that you really want to do. And the no is a firm no. And you actually will end up being respected for it. And then it also gives them permission to do the same in their own life. Absolutely. I love that. Karen, thank you for sharing all of that. I think if that was super valuable and very well put and even just the language around it, we don't have to be disrespectful or unkind. You can absolutely say yes and still be or no and still be loving and kind at the same time. Um, And really, and really, again, I mean, we're called rise up for you, but the whole point is rising up for you so that you can have the capacity to be there for others. Exactly. So Thank you so much for sharing. I'd love to go into the power section of the interview. So just a few rapid fire questions for you. Okay. So we always love to ask if you were to leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be? My golden nugget is touches on what we talked about, which is you have more power than you believe over how your life is going to continue on. It's all of choice of where you are focusing and directing your energy. And here at Rise Up For You, we're very, very big on values. So what's one yeah. value for you that's an absolute non-negotiable? Well, one of the things that I do every day that's non-negotiable, I did it before you and I came on today, is connect with nature, um, connect with source, connect with nature every day, whether it's five seconds or an hour. I make sure that I'm doing some kind of grounding. I went out barefoot in the front yard before we came on because I was a little frazzled with some other stuff this morning. Um, the ground has a natural grounding. That's why it's called the ground um, part element to it. So a non-negotiable for me is connecting in nature. It literally has changed my life. Fantastic. And I have one more yeah. question for you, but before I ask, tell us where we can find you, how we can reach you, anything at all that you want to share with the audience. Yeah, well, I'm at Dr. Karin. It's, you have to spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-A-R-I-N.com. That's also my profile name on Instagram, Facebook. I'm Dr. Karin. Uh, I would say right now to start with me, I have a, a quiz up called the Soul Inventory. It's free. Um, you can even just type in soulinventory.com. And it's a free quiz, which shows you kind of where the gaps are and where you're killing it, but where you might want to focus for your next steps in your life. That would be a really great place to get started. If you just want to go and learn a little bit more about yourself, that's my gift to you. Fantastic. And we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes as well, Karin. Thank you again so much for joining us. So final question for you. We ask every guest, as you know, we'll rise up for you. What comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase? Well, I picture kind of what now I'm, I'm in this um, metaphor of like rising out of the, it's kind of like people pile on these, like this, this mound of like rocks and bricks of, of, of what they expect from us. Right. And so we're always under it. So I kind of picture like this Phoenix coming up through like the expectation, like we talked about boundaries today and what the world wants from you and rising up and letting your heart and your soul come forward and really rising up into what is coming from inside of you instead of what the rest of the world expects and needs from you, because that that's the reason why you're here. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Great, great final message. Thank you Karen, <laughs> so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. For sure, I know the audience and everyone listening is definitely benefiting. So thank you. Thank you for hopping on. I was an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in again to the Rise Up For You podcast. Such an honor to be here with you every single week, bringing amazing guests from around the world, influencers, entrepreneurs, executives, thought leaders that are here with one mission, and that is to help you be your absolute best and to push your potential. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you next time. Thank you, Karen. Thank you.